Welcome to the escape room. Enjoy the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! Welcome everybody to the VIU Escape Podcast. That's Bill. I am Phil. And I'm Don. Yeah. And we're back on Season 3, Episode 3 of the... Road Trip. Road Trip to New Hampshire. This time, we're going to talk about a place down in Nashua. Nashua. New Hampshire, called Key to Escape. And... These guys, I tell you what, it's a father-daughter team that built this place. Yep. And you'll hear it. In the, we did an interview with them, too, and you'll hear that after this. Um, they did a lot of escape rooms. And they took everything that they thought was wrong and didn't do it in their escape rooms. Yes. And I think that's what made them stand out from all the other escape rooms that we did in New Hampshire. Yeah, all the little details were covered. Right. We did three rooms out of their five that they have. We started with House in the Woods, then we did Cuckoo's Nest, and we did the Blind Tiger. Now, they also have The Incident and Western Whistle, and uh, they showed us these two rooms after, and they looked pretty damn cool. I kind of wish we did all the rooms. I, I, I do, too. But when we go back up for part two. Yeah. The we still have more places to hit. We didn't That's get to hit. Definitely. Plus, there was a brand new place that just opened. That's not even that. Yeah, on the internet yet. Wasn't even. You know, we we go through REA, Room Escape Artist, to uh, find out what's going on with new escape rooms and this and that. So make sure you check them out. Free plug for you guys uh, if you listen to our podcast. Anyway, um, we started out with House in the Woods, and by the looks of it, <laughs> you would think it's a little kitty room. I was this this game. I was not expecting to like. I was expecting from everything we saw that it was going to be a kids' game. When we walked into it, I thought it was going to be a kids' game, and I was proved wrong. You and me both. Um, there was, you know, we we beat this room. We needed a, a little extra time, but these guys. Really, uh, they did it right. Yeah. Uh, from you on the picture in the, in the wall, uh, or in, on their website, I should say, uh, their immersion was done very, very well. Yes. And, I mean, I don't know if this, I guess it's a little bit of a spoiler, but not. It is a multi-room game and uh, done very well. You did not know, and you still don't know. I still don't know by looking at these pictures that are on their website that there was a secret door here. And that second room was pretty cool. It was very cool. Um, again, you know, it's kind of a Hansel and Gretel themed room. Oh, definitely. And it was just, it was done so well. Uh, we got frustrated a little bit here and there, but. We get frustrated in every room. It doesn't matter how easy or hard they are. Um, it is what it is. But these were done 
this this room was done very well. And there's really not much more I can say. I mean, we were right there, right at the buzzer. We were at the last clue, last puzzle. Yep. We almost had the answer. This, they gave us an extra five minutes, and we got it. Yep. A couple things, like, it, to me, the last puzzle was a little bit leapy. I think they could have changed it a little bit here and there. But other than that, I think it was done very, very well. I thought the whole room was done well. It was a, a very color-heavy room. Um, but even that, the colors were done well. Yes. Um, the colors that you needed were done well. And I thought that the puzzles themselves were done in a different way than I was expecting. Uh, everything that we used, I was not expecting to use in that way. Yeah. But right. it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird feeling to be in a room that you think in your mind is built for little kitties and it looks like it's built for little kitties and to be in there and have to ask for a clue. It kind of screws with you a little it, bit. It, it does. It does. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. But um, all I in all, know. it was I done very it. well. I loved it. I loved every every room at this place. Right, and uh, so kudos to you guys for building this room. Next room we did was called the Cuckoo's Nest, and this room immersion was cool. Yes. Uh, it. And I'll tell you what, we said it in. I believe we said it. I don't know if we said it in an interview or we just said it off off the air. Um, these guys knew how to build secret doors. Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, these guys knew where we thought there might be one. It wasn't right, and you really, for wow factors, for cool factors, for hidden door factors, you guys really set the bar. They got the best wounds that we've seen. Yes, definitely. And Cuckoo's Nest was not a letdown. Uh, just the way that they they were able to use. Home Depot items to just yep make it that immersive, you know, like just stuff that you would you know you wouldn't expect to see or to use in this fact in in this way. They did it, and you can kind of see it in their picture here on their website, um, and it's a little blurry, but it was even even the props that were not in play fit the room perfectly. It did. And it looked realistic, uh, as realistic as I think it would be. And I mean, there's only one other room I think that was that we've done, not in New Hampshire, but in in uh, Puzzle Parlor, that a room like this, that's the way it should be done. Yep. But the way they did it was done phenomenal. Yes. But no, it's um, it's again the puzzles in it were a lot of fun, and just everything made sense. Right. And the things that, again, we, you, you just said it before, uh, we have a tendency to overthink everything. That, that's what gets us tripped up is we're overthinking right. something, and then the hint that they give us is such a simplistic hint. You just feel stupid. Yeah. You really like, do. Oh. Okay. Yeah, a couple of them. A couple of the clues were just staring us right in the freaking face, and we're overthinking what's yep. going on. And this room was a great example of paperwork. Yes. There was paperwork in the room, but the way it was done, the size of the font, uh, what you needed off of the paperwork, everything was perfect. It was done, yes. You weren't yes. spending three quarters of the game trying to read fine print. 
and trying to match up 10 different things and what little difference is there between 10 different pages. It was good. Yes. It was Done really very, good. very well. Moving on to the third room, it was the Blind Tiger. And I Blind think, Tiger. I think this is the room that we that we really wanted to do here. Yes. I mean, granted, you, you like the Westerns. I do like Westerns, but you like the Westerns a little bit more than I do. But the Blind Tiger, we're kind of kind of pushed for time a little bit. No, squished for time a little bit. But So we were only able to play the three. Uh, but Blind Tiger was done very, very well. Yes. Again, the way you, you just said, like, with paperwork and this and that, um, the paperwork was done. There wasn't really paperwork, but there was stuff you had to read and the font was right, size, um, I think one puzzle was the only thing that really irked us, and that was kind of at the beginning. Other than that, I but think even that puzzle went... was, we overthought that puzzle. I think so. A lot. Yeah. We definitely overthought that quite a bit. But again, you know, secret doors. These guys, Keto Escape is is so far the masters of secret doors. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know. I haven't seen actually master master of secret doors in almost all escape rooms that we've done. Yep. Because I most of the time you can kind of after doing so many rooms we're at two hundred and twenty here or something like that and we can kind of spot out where the secret doors are and this, what's going to move. I mean, aside from um, Quandry here in Connecticut, where we thought one door was going to open, they fooled us and it was something yep. else that opened. Uh, aside from that, these guys were these guys are top notch. They are the standard of definitely of uh, secret doors, and they also like the Blind Tiger. This one was uh, yeah, this one was about the Speakeasy. The Speakeasy, we're known as the Resistance. Small portion known as Resistance developed a plan together to remaining to overthrow Namis government. This was one of the better Speakeasies that we've done. Once you get into the speakeasy part of it, it was simplistic, but it looked correct. You know, it looks. I mean, I've never been in an actual speakeasy in the twenties, but no, oh, this really wasn't a speakeasy. It was a chop house, and then you had to find their. But there, there was a lot of alcohol involved in it. Not real alcohol, but anyway, again. The one puzzle I loved the most was uh, in the corner, second room. Uh, yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, we talked to him about it. I, I thought that was that puzzle, prop puzzle, whatever it was, it was done very well. I mean, everything in here was done very well. Again, they took all the BS. Everything that they thought was wrong in an escape room, they cut it out. Yeah. And I think they did a great job doing it. Yeah. They made everything simple. They made everything so it worked, but they made everything so that it looked right and it felt right. Yes. And, you know, I can't wait to go back up and do the next two rooms, especially after they showed us what they look like. Yeah. Especially the incident the incident room. We're not huge Alien Room fans. I mean, we're starting to come around now, especially the last couple that we did. Yep. We're done very, very well. Uh, and this one... Has been done very, very well. Yes. You can see. Um, and then they showed us the Western Whistle. And, again, 
we're, you know, you're bigger than me when it comes to Western Westerns and stuff. I mean, I, I enjoy them a lot, but this one looked like it was cool. Definitely. Remi definitely reminded me, the design-wise reminded me of the one down in uh, Florida. Uh, yes. Yeah. I forgot what that one was even named, but uh, yeah. So, so be sure to check these guys out. KetoEscape.com, uh, Nashua, North, uh, North Carolina, New Hampshire, and uh, stay tuned right here for their interview um, with us, where they're like, "Oh, we got to find a quiet room. Where do we go? The padded room." <laughs> <laughs> uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook, DAU Escape Crew. Our website, DAUEscapeCrew.com. We're going to update that soon. Another page on there, too, with uh, geocaching. Yep. Because we printed 3D printed a bunch of geocaches and numbered them. And so if you're into geocaching, you happen to find it. And we, go on. we released them, at least one of them, yeah. in New Hampshire. Yep. So if you guys find it and see it, hopefully soon on the website you'll be able to log it there too and then we can find out where what number it is and where where it's been yeah what we're hoping for we'll see but here it is stay tuned or here it is with the interview with uh father and daughter they were great people they were very accommodating yes and very enthusiastic proud of what they did and they should be um and had some pretty good insights on the industry right so here it is and you'll hear from us when you hear from us. Peace out. What's up, everybody? It's Dom, DIU Escape Crew, wanting to tell you about our brand new website, DIUEscapeCrew.com. And that's crew, spelled like Motley Crew, C-R-U-E. Check it out. You can listen to our podcast. You can watch our videos. You can even buy the swag, man. Check it out. DIUEscapeCrew.com. Ah. All right, so we're here at Key to Escape in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah. And we're with uh, John Barkley. And Laura Barkley. We just finished three rooms. It was uh, Cabin. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. House in the Woods. House, House in the Woods. <laughs> See, we're all screwed up. Good thing I could edit this, though. Yeah. We leave um, it in there. But. Cabin in the Woods is a horror movie. It is. Oh, yep. right. And then... Uh, the Blind Tiger. Yeah, <laughs> and this one, the cuckoo's nest, and the cuckoo's nest. There, um, enjoyed each one of them. It was these very immersive, guys. very good puzzles. Yes, great time. Can't believe we got stuck in the last one on every single one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happens to the best of us. Oh. So, how long have you guys been here? Uh, we opened August 2016, so almost five years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And what made you want to do this? Open up a uh, so her version or her version? <laughs> my version is I played my first escape room when I was still living in South Carolina. On the way home, I called Dad. And so I was planning on moving back up here anyways. Hadn't decided what I wanted to do career-wise. Dad also was at the end cap of a project business he was working on. I called him and I said, Dad, we got to do this. This is this is what we're doing with our lives. And then we played a bunch of escape rooms, decided it was feasible with our specific team because he's got the tech math brain and I've got the like creative art brain. So without the other one, I don't think we would be successful. We need the balance yeah. of the other one. 
Nice. Yep. Yep. Very nice. What makes, in your opinion, the difference between a good escape room and a great escape room? Attention to detail Mm -hmm. and testing. Testing with test groups before you open it to the public to make sure stuff makes sense. The same clue isn't need to be given. If the groups get stuck on the same part of the same game every time, the game is broken, you've got to rewrite it. So I think those are the two things. Attention to detail as far as decor and soundtrack and that type of stuff. And then testing to make sure the games make sense. The flow is good. The timing is right. Yeah. Yeah, When we started... We did a lot of escape rooms. Mm-hmm. We modeled this one after none other because we did things that we we did not do everything that we didn't like. If that's two negatives in a row, right? Yeah. All the stuff we did things. not like in other escape rooms, we didn't do here. Yes, like we have one. Got it. We have one escape room uh, uh, game master mm-hmm. per room forever. We will never have them do more than one because it's attention to detail. Yeah. We run into that a lot. One is running like three rooms and... You have to wait for a hint or you ask for a hint and they say, what are you working on? What have you tried? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've done one place that had another group come in. We're sitting there asking for a hint, wasted about five minutes. He finally had to go outside and say, hello. And... They were out in the hall talking, talking with another group. Yeah. That was one of our biggest no-nos. So we, yeah, we, we were a little miffed at that. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably <laughs> so. So besides your rooms, which are all great rooms, besides your rooms, what's the favorite room that you guys have played I think elsewhere? we both agree. I think my favorite in the area is the Concord Escape Rooms. Mm-hmm. I really like Greg's games for the same reasons that I really like our games. His games are immersive. The set design is awesome. And the games, it's him and his wife and their brains kind of balance each other out in the way that mine and my dad's brains balance mm-hmm. out. So I think I, I really like the diversity of their games. They all make sense. They all work. Mm-hmm. What is your most memorable or funniest thing you've seen as a game master in one of the rooms. In one of your rooms. Uh I would say mean it because it just happened what two weeks ago. There was a very drunk woman with a group of very not drunk women. She was the only one. And she was in the house in the woods and I looked away to open my water bottle and I turned back to the camera and she's rolling around on the ground just <laughs> laughing just laughing we had no idea what she was doing she was just rolling around on the ground in a ball she was like a i don't know mid 40 year old yeah. woman <laughs> wow uh, it's been uh, we have a whole list of of the wall of shame wall of shame mm-hmm. and you know in just watching people play every weekend it is our reality TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'd never know what you're going to get, and you would think you'd right. get the same thing over and over. No, they never cease to amaze us. They come mm-hmm. up with, you know, they, of course they walk into the room, they go like this one down here, right? Oh my God, there's a lot of locks. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we we chuckle, but. Uh, yeah, or they say, I bet we have to come up with numbers for this lock. It's a number lock. <laughs> so it's as amusing as small as that is, too, when people rolling around the floor. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. It's enjoyable to watch. That's, that's nice. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a room in Massachusetts, well, a place in Massachusetts called Escape the Fight. Pretty good friends of ours now. And uh, what they do is 
as they're watching the games and everything else, they actually write down little things that everybody says during during the thing and then give you a card after. It's pretty amusing to see. Like, Stuff that you don't even realize you, you said. said. Yeah. You know, and yeah. It's, it was pretty funny. We've we tried. got to watch a game there, so oh, it, was, it was cool. We've tried to keep track of how many times a group says, this is important or this might be important. Some <laughs> variation of that phrase. Yeah. It was a lot. We gave up. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got one. I think we have one more. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, what do you see the uh, future? The of future of the industry. The industry. That's right. Because when COVID came and kind of screwed everything up, and some people started doing online, some people started doing outdoor games, and you know, where do you guys see it going? Well, I think the. I still like. I asked you guys about the VR, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm still not ready to jump into that world. Because I think hands-on with people is why we exist. You know, I think they took the table games, if you will, right. and now they have stepped into the whole room. I love that feeling. Um, I just hope that people will continue to build more immersive games, and the people or facilities that don't do that will probably end up giving up. Okay. Um, and it, you know, we know that the more we invest in the design, the better the rooms are. And I just hope everyone continues to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are they going to go? Uh, you know, that's, I see the entire industry transitioning to more backend technology. So stuff that's resettable on its own, kind of like, did you guys play Bodeborg? Have you been there? No. no. Add a uh, yeah. list for sure. But it's uh, it's like one room per one clue, and you advance through the rooms, and it resets automatically. It's all technology-based. There's human staff members there right. to give you help and stuff if you need it. But I see that being where our industry goes, is technology not necessarily on the like front end as far as like a VR room would be, but on the back end of like automatically resetting. So it's less human error. And like, so our games here, our technology, we have manual overrides. So if you do something just a hair off, but you think you're right, we can override it. Yeah. Yeah. But having the technology be smart enough that you never need that because human error exists. If you're responsible for triggering something, you might not be paying attention. You might not hit the right button. So I see that being where it goes much more technology based and foundation yeah yeah have my eyes on some interesting technology it's expensive it Mm -hmm. is it's too expensive to do it for you know 25 dollars a ticket or whatever you know what i mean um but eventually we'll we'll get there yeah nice yeah that's what we noticed up there in new hampshire is it's average is about 25 dollars a ticket connecticut is average about 30 dollars a ticket yeah. Uh, oh. Once places started opening up after COVID, people have started increasing it's like their thirty-five prices. almost now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the average is like Still twenty-eight to thirty now. Yeah, is it now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll be curious to see if people transition back to public games and if that reflects their ticket price. And off the record, <laughs> uh, I know from a business point, you'd probably prefer public so you can get more people in and whatnot. But have you? Were you ever public or were you always private? When we opened, we were public for one year and it just wasn't worth it. It was, yes, you make more money that way, but the customers aren't as happy. 
And for us, it wasn't worth it. So in 2017, we switched to private and we will never go back. There's no way. And it wasn't the, oh, I hate these people. I'm going to steal clues from them, blatant type of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was, you could just see when a group came in and they were talking to you and you're like, all right, we're going to wait for the other half of your group. And their face is just deflated. Yeah, this is the way we were. We always yeah. looked for the last yeah. booking of the night mm -hmm. or a slot count. And then yep. try to slide in right before yep. and then. Yeah, everyone you ask if you had a preference, you always want to play with just your group. Right, we're, so. we've always done it, even if it was just us two. Yeah, because yep. we do have a plug-and-play team, but mm -hmm. not everybody can make the road trip, so right. it's usually just us two. That's why we email everybody and mm -hmm. we say, it's hey, cool. listen, I know it's busy during this time or this time, and can we work something out? Yeah. And mm -hmm. Again, we appreciate you guys working working with us and, and doing this. Yeah, you guys are um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Had a great time. Good, yeah. We were glad to have you. And uh, that's about it, man. <laughs> so, thanks again. And you have great rooms. So we want to come back and play the, the rest of them. We will be back on another road trip. All right. Next time we can make it up to the way. We may have a sixth one by done. Okay. Hope so. so. Again, thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.